Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so, so, so grateful to have you here. So thank you very much for being around. We are going to get into a quick fire episode today where the topic is about leaving gains on the table, how you might be leaving gains on the table. And I'm going into four ways that you can fix this. Before I do, I would absolutely be so grateful if you could shoot me through a DM, let me know how this episode landed for you, share it on your stories, potentially even give me a review on iTunes if you really, really love my content that would support me and help me out so much. It would also let me know that you're loving these episodes. And finally, stick around because I have a pretty exciting announcement at the end. So diving into this quick fire episode today, the four things you can do to make sure that you're not leaving any gains on the table. So the first one is consistently repeating the same movements week after week, month after month. So believe it or not, we do not need to change it up every week. Our muscles do not need to be confused. What they need is consistent progressive stimulus in order for them to adapt and get the outcome we're seeking, whether that is hypertrophy, strength, or both, okay? We need consistent repeated stimulus. So what does this look like? This looks like following a training program for a minimum of six weeks and even training block to training block, you'll likely see if you're working with a decent coach um, or even if you're programming for yourself, consistent compound movements, like the same movements over and over again. Accessories or isolation movements will be targeted to a potential potential weaknesses or individual needs for perhaps bringing up weak points or supporting someone in a compound lift again just as a like accessories to support those movements um, things like that but consistently overall you really are going to be repeating the same basic movements over and over again you know, influencer changing things up, try this three moves in one bullshit. It's not going to be the thing that actually helps us progress over time. You hopefully should be saying, you know, this looks pretty boring on paper. It looks like the basics over and over again, because if it is, then you're actually doing everything that you need to be doing right. The second one is (laughs) women who are making gains track their progress. They track their training progress. So this is the sets per exercise, the reps per exercise, the weight that they're lifted, and they're using a, a gauge of effort, workout effort, whether that's reps in reserve, RIR, or RPE, rate of perceived exertion. So I will talk a little bit about those uh metrics for effort a little bit later, but that you're tracking everything for every single lift that you do. And every week you're aiming to progressively overload in some way, even if it is quote unquote, just an extra rep per set. So 
the reason why we need to track our progress is because it's very, very hard to remember. Just say you have 5, 10, 15, 20, 20 different exercises per week to do. It's really hard to remember every single set and every single rep that you hit for 20 different exercises per week, right? You're not going to remember. And if we're not progressively overloading, if we're not training to whatever the required um, proc uh effort prox uh sorry let me just start that again if we're not lifting to our the relevant rir or rpe we're not going to be applying a great enough stimulus so we need a consistent stimulus that's just what we went through and it needs to be of a a magnitude that is great enough to produce a stimulus and that is going to be relevant to whether it's uh, you know a 43210 RIR or basically backwards with an RPE of like uh, 78910. Micro progressions, you need to remember that micro progressions add up over time and what might seem small for you when we multiply this over time lends itself to large progressions and just on that note Women who aren't leaving gains on the table, don't let their ego get in the way with ego lifting, you know, using momentum to cheat. This isn't CrossFit. This is either gaining strength or focus on hypertrophy, largely hypertrophy, because the women who are listening to this podcast largely want to get um, jacked. You know, this isn't CrossFit. There's no winning in just the speed with which you get from A to B and or even just getting to A to B no matter what. And the reasons why is that what we need to do is making sure that we're applying a stimulus to the target tissue. Which target tissue? Which tissue are we trying to target? And using momentum and um, really, really sloppy form means that we're not actually going to be applying that stimulus to the muscles that we want to apply to. Plus, you know, what we practice over time will become our standard. And if we're constantly dogs breakfast with our form, then that is going to become a standard. And that that just puts us at risk for injury as well. The other thing with your ego is to remember that you're not entitled to anything. So quit your complaining about not being able to hit the RIR for the week or um, going backwards compared to your lifts for last week or something like that and just give the process the respect it freaking deserves. It's very arrogant to walk into the gym and expect gains every week just because you're walking into the gym. You are human. There are many factors that impact uh, our ability to lift on a certain day, whether that be stress, whether it be sleep, whether it be hydration, whether it be food and hormonal fluctuations, plus also the fact that it is hard to progress. And the more we uh, become like an intermediate and advanced lifter, the, the fewer and further between the progressions will come in terms of those big, big, big jumps. It's, it's just high, highly unlikely that it's going to happen. So if you haven't earned it, you haven't earned it yet. Keep showing up, keep your head down, stay in your lane, keep doing the work, be patient. It does take time. It takes more time than we wish it would, but let's try and find the joy in the process, the joy in the discipline that brings us, the joy in the character building that gives us, the joy in the resilience we have to lean into in order to be able to progress in something as cool as muscle hypertrophy or strength. The third one is taking each working set to within a few reps of failure. So I've spoken about this before, but I did want to talk a little bit about RIR to explain what is an RPE because a lot of women are still struggling with this, but also understanding that actually working within a 
a proximity of failure and for hypertrophy, it's going to be anywhere between maybe four reps of failing the movement, but more likely maybe three reps uh, of failing the movement. Uh, especially the lighter the load is in terms of like a percentage of one RM. So in terms of intensity, we're going to have to be closer to, you know, a zero and one. So for example, in lockdowns, when so many people just only had their body weight, you may have had to do a shit ton of reps and you're really only going to be getting into the that effective rep range within maybe say one or zero reps of failure. Whereas if the magnitude, so, so like the intensity of the um, actual weight is is higher. So, you know, just say you're working off like a 95% of a 1RM, that's where you're probably going to be able, well, you wouldn't, <laughs> so let's, let's make it like an 85% of 1RM. That's where potentially like a 4RIR would actually start getting you into an effective rep range, but I digressed a little bit there. Understanding that this is a skill that is harder, is hard to learn. When you're supported in machines, so with that external stability, working to failure is going to be more easy. It's still a mental skill though, to be able to push yourself truly out of your comfort zone. And basically when your brain says, I can't do another rep, physically going until you mechanically cannot perform another rep, they're two different things. So you've got to separate your brain and the story your brain is telling you from the mechanical lift in itself and kind of override it with, I can't do another one. Okay. I'm going to do another one or even another three and just seeing what that, what that feels like. So it is a real skill. So something like, you know, like a preacher curl or a leg extension, um, potentially even like a, maybe a hack press. There's safer ways of testing this out and actually working to failure. Um, you know, even like some, some cable work, like, you know, tricep extensions or whatever. Um, it's going to be a safer way for you to do this in compound lifts, something like, you know, a barbell squat. This is where it starts to get dangerous, (laughs) um, to just like test this sort of stuff out, especially, you know, without spots and those sorts of things. And is it really a hundred percent necessary to go to a, you know, failure on these, on those big compound movements, you might actually be far better off working within uh, two to one of failure just because of the less global fatigue, the less joint stress, but you're still working in an effective rep range. So they're just some considerations that we want to take. I'm not saying that you need to take every set to failure. That wouldn't be intelligent. You'll just cook yourself um, and then you won't be able to get the volume in week after week, but definitely working within, you know, a couple of reps at least of failure and learning what that feels and looks like. And if you're not sure, one of the best ways to do this is to film your lifts and those last few reps should be slowing down involuntarily. So if you're not hitting failure for whatever reason, so you're not actually training straight to failure, which is fine. Like I said before, there are lots of reasons why we wouldn't do that. Um, just film your lifts and, and watch the last few. Do they slow down? If they're not slowing down, then you're not within an effective rep range at all. So we need to do more reps, no matter what your brain is telling you, until you start to see that totally involuntarily that you are slowing down. So the last one, number four, is using supplements, nutrition, and environmental aids, something that we call um, ergogenic aids, to help you. So external to you, to help you, um, to help you improve your training sessions. So inside the the free Jack Girl University Facebook group, I did a live recently on caffeine and creatine. 
and just spoke about the dosages per kilo of body weight that are really useful to use for those two supplements. Um, and creatine is the most researched, creatine monohydrate is the most well-researched um, supplement with um, benefits, performance benefits um, out of all of them. It's actually really cheap as well. So the only downside to creatine is some weight gain through fluid, but you know, I guess hopefully most of us don't care about that anymore. Um, but other than that, there, there hasn't been any research validated downsides to taking it. And so if you want to hear more about that, definitely jump into the free Facebook group. You can find it at Jack Girl University. And then also caffeine. There are some potential benefits to caffeine. Um, we obviously just have to make sure we're using the correct dosages. So again, just jump into Jack Girl for that information. But also like thinking about your pre-workout nutrition, potentially even intra-workout carbohydrates, especially if you're in the surplus phase. And struggling to get all of your food in, having some carbs in a session can help um, potentially towards the end of the session with energy and also even just mental focus as well as like a little bit of a mental pep. Um, even thinking about the kind of music that you're listening to, um, even like dancing to, you know, if you're coming to the gym after a big day of work, sort of shifting your energy through something like quick dance to your favorite song. Like I know this might sound silly, but it's really, really not. We're just shifting our energy, getting ourselves hyped up, getting ourselves in the athlete mindset for the session that we are just about to undertake. I don't care if you identify as an athlete or not. When we bring the intensity to our training sessions, and I mean that in terms of like focus and your ability to hit the relevant RIR for that week or the um, RPE for that week, um, it's going to result in in much, much, much better gains. And the same with a warm-up ritual that gets you hyped. So continuing to repeat the same kind of warm-up ritual that really gets you psyched for the session. So you might notice that, say, like if you've ever seen power lifters walk up to a deadlift or walk up to a squat or set up for a bench. They're doing the same thing. They're repeating the same thing over and over and over again. And that is because we get super, super comfortable. We know what we're doing and we don't, we're not really thinking about, you know, all these separate cues anymore and trying to do anything different. We practice the same thing over and over and over again. It makes up, uh, it's so much easier to perform, but the same thing with even our warm up and our pre-training ritual. What do you do? Try it. When you find something that works, try and repeat that every single session it will help you get more hyped up every single time that you step into the gym so now if you love these i do have some more coming at you especially psychological tools that you can use when you're deep in maintenance or growth phases because i understand for a lot of people they kind of run out of steam in bringing the fire during maintenance phases, especially when they're deep in maintenance phases. So I'm going to be going through these in my upcoming webinar called Phase Your Physique Like a Pro. This webinar is for women who are past the newbie stage of lifting, so they're more intermediate, but they feel like they aren't reaching their full potential and they know that they're capable of more. So we're going to map out for you a structure of your next 12 months in specific phases. So deficits, maintenance, maybe even surplus growth phases if, if necessary. So you'll know exactly what you need to do for the next 12 months to reach your physique goals, including how long should each of these phases last, how to track your progress, how to identify and break through plateaus 
macros that occur during that time. So this is for women who are managing their physique without the help of a coach. And it's also relevant if you do already have a coach or you're even a coach yourself as it's going to empower you with the knowledge to make the absolute most out of each phase so you can be super, super confident that no stone is being left un unturned. It's The webinar is going to be on the 13th of June at 6.30 p.m. with a question and answer to follow, so a little bit of hot seat coaching from me. You'll get worksheets to help you integrate what you learn as well, so it's not going to be passive. And if you get an early bird ticket, you'll save $22 off, but you've got to get in quick because the price is going up to $77 on the 9th of June. So what I will do is I will leave the links in the description. So if you want to jump in and join us for that party, then you can click that link and jump in. But I just wanted to say thank you again so much for being here. I truly, truly appreciate it. I hope you're getting heaps and heaps of value from these episodes. And I will see you guys next week for another episode of the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. <laughs>